Today is Wednesday, March the 24th. How do you care for someone who's in mourning? Let's find out together as we study John chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. In John chapter 19, verse 26 and 27, standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Now the story goes on. I wanted to stop here though and just mention that this is also mentioned in Matthew and Mark. Matthew, Mark, and John all refer to the women who are around the cross when Jesus died even when his disciples had abandoned him. Jesus still uh, had the women who followed him come close and be with him at the hour of his death. Let's go on. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, he said to her, Dear woman, here's your son. And he said to this disciple, Here's your mother. From then on, and this, this disciple took her into his home. Now this exchange between Jesus, his mother, and the disciple whom he loved is only recorded in the book of John. Because of that, many believe that the disciple whom he loved is John. And while that certainly is a possibility, and it is... Um, the possibility that most believe is accurate. It's not the only possibility. John is not named, whereas John is named in other passages in the Gospel of John. Uh, There are a few who believe that the disciple whom Jesus loved is not John the author of this Gospel when they look for another disciple who's called the disciple whom Jesus loved. In the book of John, what they find is that Lazarus is identified as a disciple of Jesus whom he loved. Some believe that after Lazarus' resurrection, he joined the twelve and was with them, even in the upper room, because the disciple whom Jesus loved reclined against Jesus' breast during the last meal. Interesting, it doesn't really matter. What does matter is the exchange of Jesus with his mother. He saw his mother standing there, and he said, Here's your new son. Looked at the disciple and said, This is now your mother. And the disciple took care of Mary for the rest of her life. How do we care for someone in mourning? Amazing here that Jesus, even in the pain of the crucifixion, was concerned about others and especially concerned about his mother. So he looks at his mom and he says, I want to provide for you. First of all, I want to make sure that your physical needs will be met. He says to the disciple, care for her. And the disciple took her and made sure that 
she was taking care of the rest of her life. Today, when uh, people have a funeral, it's fairly traditional, at least in the church that, that I attend, to provide meals for that family for a period of time. It's not that they're going to go hungry. That's not what this is about. It's about saying, we're here for you. We want to make sure that your physical needs are being met. Secondly, Jesus looks at the disciple standing by his mother. He says, care for her. Meet her physical needs, yeah, but meet her emotional needs as well. Physical needs, emotional needs. The interesting thing about this exchange is that Mary, even with the death of Jesus, was not childless. Why did Jesus do this knowing that he had four other brothers as well as an uncounted number of sisters who could provide for the physical and the emotional need of their mother as well as Jesus' mother. Apparently, it's because of the third area. They would not provide for, G for Mary's spiritual needs. Jesus' brothers were not yet followers of Jesus. During um, Jesus' time on earth after his resurrection, the 40 days before he ascended into heaven, something very unusual happens. In the book of 1 Corinthians, we're told that Jesus met with his brothers. I believe that was a conversion experience for them. But as of this point, they were not yet believers. They would not have met Mary's spiritual needs. He looked at the disciple that was standing there and said, there's, there's others who can meet her emotional needs. There's others who can meet her physical needs. But only you can meet her spiritual needs now. How do we care for someone who's in mourning? We make sure that their physical needs are met. We make sure that their emotional needs are met. What they need primarily is to know that somebody is with them. I've heard of some who simply go and sit. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to have words of wisdom for the person who's lost a loved one. They're simply present. And then thirdly, they meet their spiritual needs. When you're helping someone go through mourning, take time to pray with them. Even if they're angry with God, be there as they let that anger out. Be with them as they say, God, I don't understand. An appropriate response on your part, I don't either. 
but let's go to God. Let's not let this cut us off from God because in addition to physical and emotional needs, we have spiritual needs that must be met. Please like, follow, or subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to this devotional. If you have questions for us, email them to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, Jesus says, My God, why have you abandoned me?